When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Nobody. Lance, just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed it. You're pressing the pick confirm button. The pick confirm button is the OK button, Brad. It's the same button, Brad. It is the OK button, Brad. Stupid idiot. You're so stupid, Brad. It's the same button, Brad. Look at them all, Klaus. Look at the more 120 million people filing into the pimp race circuit for today's festivities. They want to see what the cool Depotamus is doing. They want to see him up close and in action. So let's give them a fucking show, Klaus. I need you to fire up because it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's just come back from holidays trying to snog a different Sheila in each country. A man that's responsible for 50% of the world's STDs. Probably. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It In My Fermé show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze, Goldie, aka the Goldipotamus, chilling trackside today, next to the brand new Infinity Pool, overlooking the forty-three billion dollar Hemp Racing Circuit, seventy-three miles long. It's a, it's a sight to behold, that's for sure. As the millions walk in and look for a seat, the Legends Club members up in the skybox there, enjoying some on the house double Midori's on ice, if you don't mind. And guys. Yes, got yeah, if you happen to spot my firm, I just park it on up in there as it is. Woo! Ha! Woo! It's a tight fit as it is the parking in my firm show. The number one company F1 podcast in the world, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. 
We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, live triangles, mic crack, goss, and more. If it happened in Formula One and I can be bothered looking it up, you bet you're gorgeous behind. We're going to talk about it today. Episode 103. It's about to be rammed down your throats. But I see a sad look on your face. Don't be down like a clown, Charlie Brown, because if you just head over to the best website in the world that doesn't contain nudity yet, marketingbyfilmmate.com, you can download all the previous 102. Better yet, look at your podcast listening device. See that subscribe and follow button and give it an old slap and tickle so you can be the first in the world to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds each and every week. There ain't nothing wrong with rolling around in the slot with the Cultipotamus each and every week. You better believe it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on the mall. At Parking My Firm, slide into the DMs like your Mazepin going off the track. And I'll be there, arms wide open, ready to catch you so you don't hurt yourself. Cordy's going to look after you. The Cultipotamus Klaus might even get involved. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Because... We've got four returning tracks to the next the calendar this year and one brand new one as well. We'll be listing how excited we are for each and the pros and cons. There will be a Caldy's Top 5. Caldy's Top Klaus, 5. Klaus, you are way too slow today. Wait, I need you to fire up, Klaus. Last warning, next time it happens, you're fired. So we've got a Caldy's Top 5. Oh, top 5. Drivers that are under the most amount of pressure this season and much, much more. But first, please, I ask you, I look around at you all in your suits and ties. Please, just change into something a little more comfortable. Maybe one of those gorgeous pimp silk robes in one of the convenient 28 merchandise stands around the arena circuit track today or at parkingmyfirmate.com slash merch use the code podcast exclusive five get yourself five percent off free shipping worldwide light some candles grab a nice little double midori on ice sit back relax and enjoy the show oh my lord max Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, what a gorgeous day here at the Pimp Racing Circuit. Oh my gosh, sun is shining, called Epotamus out shirtless today, getting that nice leathery behind. Really working on that tannage, because it's summer all year round, baby. Woo! As I have a couple of million people looking upon me, you're getting very excited for a fantastic show we've got coming up for you. But I did what I do every single day. I wake up, I walk over to the mirror, of course, stare at myself butt naked from head to toe. I do that for about three to four hours each morning, studying every inch, every curve of my sexy body. And I ask that you guys do the same. Every morning, you should be looking into the mirror getting a nice jar of oils and just covering yourself. Make yourself glisten. That's it. Mm, Best way to start the day. And you know why I was doing that today? Because I was just really excited. Because we're going to have five tracks this season that haven't been on the calendar the last couple of years. Woo! Five. Four. 
returning tracks and one brand new baby. Ooh, I'm excited, but it's not all going to be sunshine and roses. No, 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 no. No, there's going to be some cons. There's going to be some pros. There might even be some pros and some cons. Cons, pros, pros, cons. I don't know. Well, we had a segment called pros and cons. Here we go. Pros and cons, pros and cons. What does that even stand for? Is it prostitutes and convicts? I don't know, but we go on. Look out. Here are the pros and cons. That's exactly right. Prostitutes and convicts. We have five circuits that weren't on the calendar last season. We are going to go through each and every one. Talk about the pros, the cons, which ones we're looking forward to. It's almost as if we have a little bit of a double up of... Cody's Top 5. Oh, Klaus, we're on the same page. It's about fucking time. It only took 103 episodes, but we're finally on the same fucking page. But it is pros and cons, so you all shut your mouths and listen up. Let's talk about the first one that we will see this year. Australia. The Australian Grand Prix. We haven't raced there since 2019, with the last two being cancelled due to the Rona. The first one in 2020 famously cancelled on the Friday morning before the first session as fans were rocking up to the track at Albert Park there. And with COVID numbers still running wild in Australia, there is a chance that it probably won't go ahead again. The Australian government have no issue with the race being there. Currently in Victoria at the moment, we have the Australian Open, the tennis, taking place. And it only seems to be an issue if you aren't vaxxed. Mr. Poor Novax Djokovic has been booted out of the country. There's also been a cricket test match series that we've just had over the last few months as well. So there weren't any issues with crowd attendance there. The Australian government are really happy to have it go on. But the problem is going to be whether or not Formula One want to travel all the way out to Australia and whether or not there would be any quarantining that is involved. Because as soon as you mention that, the FIA and Formula 1 are going to cancel the event. They're going to shut the shit down. Because this sport needs to travel from city to city, country to country, non-stop for nine months of the year, moving millions and millions of pieces of equipment and thousands of people. There's no days off. We can't be locked up in a hotel for any of that. But if the race goes ahead... Well, let's look at the pros and cons. All right, we're going to start with a pro because I'm not a negative, Nancy. I'm not Mr. Damn Negative here. Pro, the track layer has changed. Thank fucking God. They've made a couple of adjustments to encourage more overtaking. Look, there was an issue with the Australian Grand Prix and none of you want to talk about it. None of you want to bring it up. None of you ever mention it. Everyone gets really excited and giddy around it because usually it's the first race of the season. Everyone is starved for Formula One and when it's finally given to them, they almost don't care what it is. They will eat it up. People with half a brain have actually realized, hold on, the race itself is rather kind of boring. So any track improvements to encourage more overtaking, I'm all for. Okay, they're finally going to not make so many slow corners. They're really going to open that up. Really close in these gaps quickly. Sweeping quick corners. Bam, I love it. Good flow, smaller cars. I'm kind of excited. So, another pro, the event itself. Australia do a fairly good job of hosting sporting events. They really do. There are so many attractions and fan interactions for the spectators and the event itself is largely largely entertaining. I'll be going. I've got my tickets. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hang out with the millions. My fans. The muffins. My legends. You guys are out and about at the Australian Grand Prix. Wear your pimp merch. 
parkinthemyfairmate.com/slash/merch. Free shipping worldwide. And I'll come up. We'll get some photos taken. I'll interview you. I'll get you on the show. Con. I don't think the track changes will be enough. Yeah, I know I got all excited two two pros ago, but uh, I think the race is still gonna suck. A big bag of dicks. Like it's just never enough. Never, never, never enough. Greatest showman, ladies and gentlemen. Greatest showman. Klaus, you like that one? I do too. Con. Because it's far from everywhere, it means that there usually is a break each weekend either side of the Grand Prix in Melbourne. Four returning tracks, one new track this year, and the Australian GP won't have any race either side of it. So we're going to open up the season with a doubleheader. All right. Then they're going to travel, because I think it's Saudi Arabia and Bahrain. Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, back to back in March. Then, week off, Australia, week off, then somewhere else. I mean, it's such a boring race, and I think this year it's really going to have its light spotlight and headlights on it because it's going to show. It's not the first race. We're going to be two races in, so we're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. With all that, that initial hype and excitement, we're settling into it now. We're getting into a rhythm. Week off, Australia, shitty, no overtakes. Not going to be that great, boring race. You know, whoever's on pole will win. Week off. And it's just going to... We're going to realise the Australian Grand Prix really sucks. It really does. But let's move on to the next one. Next on the calendar is Miami, the new boy. Welcome to Miami. I'm a Scooby. Salami. That is the Will Smith song. Now the lyrics, of course. There is going to be a lot of hype around this race. Now let's go through the pros and cons before we all jump to the conclusion. Oh, Miami's going to be awesome. It's going to be the the race of the year. Look, let's start with the pros. It's a destination city. People know Miami. People do. People know the Will Smith song. People know the lifestyle, the beaches, the partying, the DJs. People have seen the TV show Burn Notice and CSI Miami. Bad Boys 1 and 2. No one has seen Bad Boys 3. Don't do it. It sucks. But the race will have parties. It will have celebrities. It's going to look and feel amazing there. Another pro. The hype around it is real, baby. Ooh, it's real. It's hypey. It's already sold out. Tickets were going for about a thousand bucks US. The US know how to host an F1 event and this is no exception. They've done amazing in Austin. All right, they're gonna do amazing in Miami. No problem there. First con. Now this is where I'm gonna to start to piss people off, but listen here. The locals won't like it. Look, Miami sports fans aren't great. Listen here. They just aren't. You look at the Marlins. You look at the Heat. Look at the Dolphins. They don't go, they're not sold out crowds anymore. People there want to go sit on beaches and drink cervezas. And I get it. Do I think this means they won't love the Formula One? Look, I don't know. It is a sold out event. And because it's something that will only happen once a year, there will be people from not only around the US, but around the world that wants to go to this event. But I want to point out something. Like the Marlins, have they ever had a sold out game? No, of course not. But what about that NBA Finals? where Ray Allen hit that shot against the Spurs for the Heat and and they win a championship. Do you remember what happened during that? 
through that fourth quarter, it looked like the Heat weren't going to win. In fact, all the fans started leaving the arena. And then when all of a sudden, oh no, the Heat, they still have a chance. They all scrambled to try and get back in and security wouldn't let them. If you're a true fan of sport, you stay until the end. Don't be a bunch of bitches. Another con, the track itself. Now look. This track, the layout has changed significantly from the original design months ago. Look, I don't hate it, but I think it's going to be very difficult to overtake. And with the new cars coming in, I'm not sure whether or not it's going to help or hurt them with all of the high-speed cornering. But it's more of a wait and see with that one, so I can't really give them too much of a con. But, I mean, I'm looking at the layout. I'm an expert. I mean, this is the number one F1 company podcast in the world. I know my shit. Klaus, Klaus has got no fucking idea. He's falling asleep again. All right, let's just let's just move on to the next one. Next on the list is the Canadian Grand Prix. Similar to Australia, I had a couple of years off due to the damn Rona, but it will be a good race. This will be. Pro, straight away, it's Canada. We have two Canadian drivers, Latifi. Whoo! Because you're a rich oh. boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. Oh man, Latifi, he gets to drive in a home race and of course, last drive. Because you're oh. a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. Oh my God, the harmony, baby, the harmony. The support that the locals are going to give Latifi and Stroll is going to be amazing. The pro, again, they put on a good show. The layout is great. I do love the Canadian Grand Prix track. We'll probably get to hear about that Jensen Button 2011 race there a hundred more times. One of the best races in the history of Formula One. I'm not even kidding. What, he hit six times and win? Something stupid like that? So if you've got a moment, go check it out. Look at the highlights online on YouTube. The 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. Oh my God. It is. Mwah. Bellissimo. Bro. The cars are going to be fun to watch around there. Two hairpins, three chicanes, and a lot of high speed. I don't think we're going to have any nasty crashes. Knock on wood. But I don't think... Klaus, I said knock on wood. Not my penis. Jesus Christ, Klaus. I know that's wood. I know, I know when I'm talking about Latifi and Stroll. Whoop! Canadian Grand Prix. Oh, oh I'm, getting, I'm getting a semi. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. But what I was saying, I think we're actually going to have a lot of overtaking. Con, it's Canada. They're going to be too busy drinking maple syrup and saying sorry to watch the race. So... Will there be a crowd? I don't know. I don't know. Also, side note, the F1 calendar, going from Baku, back-to-back races, Baku, in the middle of, what, Asia, Europe, like around there? Well, it's Asia, really. Going from Baku the previous weekend to Canada, that's a bitch of a commute. That really is. Next on the F1 calendar for the tracks returning is Singapore, the Singapore GP, the second leg of the weirdest ever triple header in Formula One history. Pro straight away, the new cars on the tight street circuit. It should be a place where Ferrari, if they were similar to last year, they will excel at. They did very well in Monaco. They did very well in Baku, those street circuits with the tight turns. 
I mean, I think they're going to do quite well in Singapore as well. New cars, look, a lot of it's going to depend on whether or not, you know, they've put the work into these new cars. They were racing really well towards the end of the season. So does that mean they were trying to, you know, secure that third place and neglecting the 2022 car? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of wait and see here, a lot of wait and see. Uh, pro as well, the track limits are not an issue because if you exceed them, you end your race. You'll crash. You'll retire from the race. You'll hit a wall. I like that about street circuits. A pro, the atmosphere. It is a great Grand Prix for a partying around it. The concerts are great. The look, the feel, all of it is is all amazing. That They're the pros. Look. The cons. It's lost its law. And what I mean by that is... That was the night race on the calendar. The gimmick it had was, it's a night race. Look at our bright lights. That gimmick is gone now. We have Bahrain, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia. The Middle East is now all night races. They all do them. Con, the layout isn't forgiving. It isn't. The races can be so stop-start. The overtaking is minimal. Maybe the new cars will be great there, but there's very little room for improvement on the circuit layout itself, so if they want to make any changes, they just fucking can't. And the last track we're going to talk about is Japan. Leg three of the worst triple header. Don't believe me? You don't believe me? Alright, well here's the triple header for you. Sochi in Russia to Singapore to Japan. Bang, bang, bang. Singapore to Japan, not that horrible. But, I mean, come on, man. The pro, the Japanese are going to go fucking mental for my boy, Yuki Tsunoda. My little dumpling. My little, my little, little sumo. Yuki. Yuki. Shmooky dookie. Pro, I think the layout is awesome and the new cars will have a fucking awesome time going around there. Also, pro, it will be one of the best races of the season. That's a coolie guarantee. It's going to be at a pivotal part of the calendar where we could see which driver will win the world title. I hope I'm wrong. You know, it's going to be four, five races from the end. We could be seeing a driver crowned in Japan. I hope it comes down to the last lap of the last race again, but, you know. The only con I can see is Godzilla attacks are a possibility, but that's really about it. So, now look, we've gone through the pros and cons of the five returning tracks. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you a little special edition. Coldies Top 5. That's it, special edition Coldies Top 5. So we're going to rank them in order from least exciting to most exciting. Return. Number 5, the Singapore GP. Number 4, the Australian GP. I just think those two, they're not doing enough. And I don't even think the Australian Grand Prix is going to go ahead. Number three in Coldies top five. Coldies, Klaus, top fucking five. That's it, you're fine. That's it. Get up, leave now. Pack your stuff now, Klaus. Fuck. All right, where was I? Number three, Miami. I'm really excited for that one, but it's a little bit of an unknown. So I don't want to, I don't want to fall head over heels and then be heartbroken. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ease into it because I know the next two. I know what they're gonna give me. Number two, Coldies. Top five. All these top five circuits to get excited about in 2021 that are returning all brand new. Canadian Grand Prix, baby, which means the number one. Cody's top five. Is the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. I am 
so excited for that. I think a couple of those races out, I'm super, super excited for it. But what do you guys think? Let me know on the socials, at Parking by Ferme on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But now, it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Oh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Woo! I'm excited, and we're going to be talking about the most points scored without a race win. We're going to be going through eight highest point scorers of all time without ever getting a win. Now, it is going to be sort of modern day because the point structure has changed. But still, it's going to be interesting because we got in at number eight with 176 points. Daddy's boy, Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy rich and boy. you know you can't drive and, and it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter, matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. Well, that's exactly what you could do. 176, number seven, Alexander Albon, 197. On 202 points, Daniel Kvyat. At number six there, 259 points, Nick Heidfeld. On 306 points, no surprise, Lando Norris. And I think that streak comes to an end this season. He's definitely getting himself a win. In third place on 391 points is Roman Grosjean. The man is on fire. In second place on 521 points, a huge jump there is Nico Hulkenberg. And the most points scored by a driver without a race win is Mr. Uh, Mr. Carlos Sainz on 536 and a half points. He's a smooth operator. That's exactly what he is. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Oh, he's so gorgeous too. Smooth I want to lather him up in oils and give him a kiss. Oh. And that is your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, bada bada bada. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. The best. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I can't go on. I need someone to press the buttons for me. I thought I could do it by myself, but I, but I clearly can't. Klaus? Klaus, will you come back home? Press these buttons, I'm all alone. I promise I won't show you my bone no more. Klaus, oh, classy boy, please come home. Klaus, come back to my house. I won't even let you wear a blouse, oh Klaus. Klaus, won't you come home? I miss you so much, Klaus, please come home. Oh, Klausy boy, Klaus, won't you 
Klaus, won't you? Klaus, won't you get your fucking ass home? I need you now more than ever. Klaus, your button pushing is so clever. If you don't like buttons, I'll buy you a lever. Klaus, Klaus, you're mine forever. Klaus, you don't need the dungeon. I can't think of a word rhyming with dungeon. I'll eat some onions. Oh, Klaus, won't you get your ass home to me? I love you. Love you with your breakfast. I like your Klaus, would you please come? Oh, there you are, Klaus. There you are, please. Please, I love you. Are you coming home? Yeah. I heard you sing. I was very touched. I was moved. I will press the buttons for you, Cody. <laughs> oh, Klaus, thank you. Oh, thank you, Klaus. Uh, Klaus, no, no, seriously. I've got some really, really bad diarrhea. Can you please just entertain the people for just a couple of minutes while I go and sort myself out? Please, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop getting diarrhea. Okay, thanks, Klaus. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Let's go. generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Here I am, wiped properly, of course. Got a hose this time, makes it a little bit easier. But what a first half. We've had some lovely, lovely chats about the upcoming races. The the five returning in new circuits. But don't go anywhere. Huge second half coming up. We have... Let's talk about some news. We've also got a Coldy's top five drivers that are under the most amount of pressure. So, make sure... You also hit that subscribe and follow button because in the upcoming episodes, we've got a very big surprise next episode too. And uh, I'm going to be passing that surprise on to my fans, the millions, the muffins. But of course, we'll start with our 2022 predictions. And if you guys want to take all my predictions to your, to your bookie, try and make millions, well, you've got to make sure you're subscribed and listening. Isn't that right, Klaus? Now, Klaus, you've got to fade me out. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do. Like him. Like him at Park It In My Ferme. Woo! Super excited. But, um, how about a bit of news? No, no, news, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Park It In My Ferme, Formula One news. It's the pimp. News, pimp news, didn't steal this. It's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my family, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. 
That's it, ladies and gentlemen. First time in a while we've done it. We're going to have a little bit of news because a little bit's been happening. Not too much, but just enough, you know? And when we talk about the news, we need some good music. Some good music for our news listening music now. There, I can see it waiting off in the distance. Whistleman, how are you today? Yeah, yeah, he's, he doesn't talk. Anyway, Whistleman, light him up because uh, I want this to be a best rendition yet. Let's go. Oh, Whistleman. Ooh, penetrating my ears. Ay, 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 ay. Uh, we're going to start with the ber- first big story, which is the FIA investigation into what happened in Abu Dhabi last year. Did you know something happened? Yeah, well, this is what the FIA outlined the next steps of the investigation on Thursday, which includes they're going to be talking to Lewis Hamilton and F1's other 19 drivers. This is what a statement said following the decision to the World Motorsport Council in Paris on the 15th of December 2021. The FIA administration under the leadership of Mohammed bin Salayan, that pussy, has started the detailed analysis of the events of the last Formula One Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. The FIA president launched a consultation with all F1 teams on various issues, including this one on January 19. An item on the agenda of the Sporting Advisory Committee will be dedicated to the use of the safety car. The following stage will be a shared discussion with all F1 drivers. The outcome of the detailed analysis will be presented to the F1 Commission in February and a final decision will be announced at the World Motorsport Council in Bahrain on 18th of March. FIA President Mohammed bin Salayan, that pussy, has asked Secretary General Sport and recently appointed single-seated driver Peter Bayer for proposals to review and optimise the organisation of the FIA F1 structure for the 2022 season. All I'm going to say about this, FIA, bunch of fucking cowards. You are, you know what you've done. You know what you've done. You're dragging this out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not changing anything. And if you do, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. You're not changing the outcome. Yes, you'll change the procedures moving forward, I hope, so they're a bit more clear. But the reason they're not clear is because of you guys in the first place. You don't want them to be absolutes. You want to have all the wiggle room and, and maneuverability that you want when it comes to policing the FIA regulations and rules. Yes, the cars, they've got to be certain height, certain shape, all of this, all of that. But when it comes to the racing, you want to be able to determine and make up your own mind case by case. So it's your fault. We had what happened. Not anyone else's. And now that you're going to announce the findings of this investigation at the first race of the season that's you you fucking idiots announce it in the upcoming couple of weeks get it over and done with so when the first race happens there's no distractions you know poor Quinn Yuzo Alex Albon coming back into the sport you know first race they want to make it about there. Oh, no, they're going to be asked, oh, what do you think happened in Abu Dhabi 2021? Oh, what do you think? Was it fair? Was it not fair? Hey, I love Roman Grosjean's response. You know who I'm sick of actually hearing from? Damon Hill. Fuck off. I don't give two fucks what you have to say. I think, honestly, it's he's the old man that's been given a voice. And that... Uh, you don't realise just the old people sometimes don't need a voice because they're a bit dottery, especially in the afternoon. And I think that's what's happening to Mr. Hill. 
They gave him Twitter. He's just like, oh, I want to put every single thought I have not filtered out into the world. You know, he's turning into Chevy Chase from Community. That is what Damon Hill is turning into. Chevy Chase from Community. I've forgotten his name. That's who he's turning into. Moving on. Next a bit of news. Alan Prost is done at Alpine. <laughs> and he went out swinging as well. This is what he had to say. I am very disappointed how this news has been announced today. It was agreed that we would announce together with Alpine. No respect. Sorry. I have refused the offer made to me in Abu Dhabi for the 2022 season because of a personal relationship and I was right! Exclamation mark. Rossi's desire is to be alone, not to be polluted by anyone. Prost said in an interview, this is what he went on to say. He told me he no longer needed advice. There is a real desire to put a lot of people on the sidelines. I don't even know what the hell Prost was even doing. Right, these advisor roles are bullshit. It's just a company's way of saying thanks and rewarding an ex-driver. You know, it's saying, it's tipping your hat to the legends of the sport. What advice can Alan Prost give the team anyway? Yeah, he's a four-time world champ, correct. When was that? You know, are, are NBA players asking Bill Russell for advice? 11-time NBA champion in the 60s against short white people and Wilt Chamberlain. That was it. They've got, and Alpine have Fernando Alonso, a two-time world champ that's happened in this century in a more modern era. He can offer proper racing advice. Prost isn't an engineer. He can't design the arrows on the car. Prost is a bit of a flog, I feel. And no wonder, no wonder he gets villainized. Because we love Ayrton Senna. Oh, we love Ayrton. Oh, he's been going for those gaps. We love Ayrton. And Prost, you're in the way. You are just... You, you wouldn't have your four. Not if Ayrton was here. No, 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 no. So I don't understand why he's been villainized. But if he's going to act like a bit of an asshole like this, there, yeah, I can see it. You would provide nothing to that team. You're a flog. Massive schnoz on him too. Absolutely, the guy must have a huge willy. Big Dick Danny Rick, move over, because I reckon Alan Prost, the human tripod, that's probably why they got rid of him. Swinging that thing around. Sledgehammer. Moving on, next bit of news. Aston Martin hire a guy called Mike Crack. Mike Crack. So there's Mohammed bin Salayan and Mike Crack. What's next? Amanda Hug and Kiss? Feel my cracking tits, McGee. Anyway, let me know your thoughts on the news of the week on the socials at Parking by Fair Mate, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into the DMs. I'll catch you, baby. I'll catch you with arms wide open. Dooby dooby dooby. Klaus, so happy to have you back, Klausy boy. Woo. And you're looking good to do it. Oh, fuck. Klaus, just tie it up. Just tie it up. Ladies and gentlemen, it appears Klaus has gutted himself one of those silk pimp robes. Nice little pink one too, embroidered. Logo on the on the chest area there. You're looking very handsome. My only question is, please buy yourself a nice pimp shirt to go underneath it because right now, 
seeing your third, your fourth, your fifth nipple, you're looking like a pregnant cat. And a bunch of kittens are going to come up and start suckling on them. That's how many nipples you got. Okay? All right? What, you're worried about the shipping on the shirt? Klaus. If you're not at the pimp racing track to pick it up from one of the 37 merchandise stands, go to parkingbyfermate.com slash merch and you can order yourself the pimp merch. The shirt included for you, Klaus. Get it to yourself. Free shipping. And you know why I've done that? You we give the people what they want. That's exactly what we're doing. We're giving the people what they want. You get your free shipping, Klaus. Everyone in the arena tonight gets their free shipping as well. Everyone listening through your podcast listening device, you want free shipping? You got it? Where are you? Alaska? South Africa? International Space Station? It doesn't matter. Free shipping worldwide, baby. Woo! I'm not enough. You want discount codes? All right, um, I've got a special one for you. Because you're listening to me. You're my podcast muffins out there, the legends out there. Use the code podcast exclusive 5 Gets yourself 5% off your total order. How's that? That's exactly right. We give the people what they want. You want more? Well, if you sign up as a legend on the Patreon too, you'll get a further 20% off anything you purchase in the Merch store, parkingbyfairmate.com slash merch. You like that quality too. Oh, got told today. Got told by a fan today. Shirt quality, really, really good. Yeah, well, why wouldn't I be? I, I, you know what I do? I go to the cotton fields myself. I get I get some cotton. I shave a full, I shave three sheet every morning just to get enough wool for some of these jumpers too for you. Yeah. I get all the silkworms for the silk. Pretty sure that's how they do it. Yeah, you calling me a liar? I do all of that, and you know why I do that for you? It's quality control. It's the best of the best for the best damn people in the entire galaxy, and that's you guys because I give the people what they want. We give the people what they want. Well, 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 but now it's time for. Cody's top five. Cody's top five drivers that are under pressure. Ooh, under the most amount of pressure for the 2020 under season. Pressure. That's exactly right. Ooh. Pressure. Oh my gosh, we have got some drivers to go through today. These are the top five drivers under the most amount of pressure for the 2022 season. I'm going to start with the three, three honourable mentions. These aren't the top fives, but these are three. Honorable mentions. Now, Valtteri Bottas is in there. Now, he's under a bit of a pre- bit of pressure because he's going to be having a, a rookie driver against him. Now, look, he should pants him. There's no issue there. He's at a new team in a midfield where he's meant to be one of the better drivers. Shouldn't be an issue there is it? either. So I'm not too worried about it. But I've just got to put him there because if he doesn't perform, then yeah. Yeah, he's gone. He's got a two-year contract, but... He's under pressure. Next on there, this one this one pains me to say, but Pierre Gasly. Now look, he's amazing. He is, he's just called out Red Bull too recently, which I absolutely love, considering he's part of the Red Bull family at Alpha Gasly, Alpha Tauri. Um, but yeah, he, he's been racing, out racing that car, but he dropped off a little bit towards the end there of the 2021 season. Just fell off slightly there. 
So he's under a little bit of pressure, but I think again, he'll be fine. And of course there's Nicholas Latifi. Cause you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and, and it doesn't, doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's That's money. That's exactly what he can do. And Nicholas Latifi, I think this is his last year in the sport anyway. But I mean, who knows? If he drives really well, he might hold on. But they're my honorable mentions. So they're not even the five, the top five under the most amount of pressure. Here is Cody's top five. Drivers under the most amount of. Under pressure. That's exactly. That's exactly what they are. So we've got five drivers. Finish out, baby. I love Queen. Pressure. Okay, anyway, anyway, too late on that one. Number five, checker. Sergio Perez is on that list. Because look, he did exactly what he needed to do last year. Got himself a contract extension. Got himself, the team got the drivers world champion. All right, they got Max Verstappen across the line and it was because of Checo. But he was not getting the podiums like he should. Bottas beat him out. All right. Bottas was more consistent, even though he DNF'd four times. Perez, one race win. You got to maybe three or four now. You got to start podium, podiuming in more races than not. All right. If you keep dropping off the way you're doing it right now, you might be done. You might be done at Red Bull. And because Red Bull have a long, long list of reserve young drivers. They're just going to swap you out. Whatever, Whatever's best for Max. They want Max to be the champion for the next 10 years. So they're going to be swapping you in and out to see who's going to be the best teammate. So far, it's you. But that's why you're number five on the list. Number four in... Cody's top five. Drivers under the most amount of pressure for the 2022 season is Jerk the Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Now, look. He's under pressure because... I mean, he didn't win last year. He he didn't podium last year either, did he? Oh, no, he got one in Silverstone. But Carlos Sainz is putting Charles Leclerc under the most amount of pressure. Carlos Sainz, even though he's never won a race, he podiumed a few times. He's not meant to be the number one driver at Ferrari, but he's making Leclerc look like a bit of a silly goose. Charles Leclerc needs to really... Get that consistency going. He got a he got a bit of a string of P4s towards the end of the year. I like that. But two pole positions, Baku and Monaco, back to back, didn't capitalize on them. You binned it in Monaco. Alright. Nothing going for you in Baku. Gotta start capitalizing on it, Leclerc. You're under pressure. Now your contract goes for 150 years. So I'm not again, that's why you're down at number four. But I'm telling you. They'll start asking questions if Carlos Sainz starts beating you. If Carlos Sainz win that teammate battle, then Carlos Sainz is going to get those upgrades first. All right? And you're going to be dropping further and further back. Number three in... Cody's top five. Drivers under... Oh, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Pressure. Ooh, remix class. You like that one? Anyway, number three is Big Dick Danny Rick gives your girl the bone. BDDR. Daniel Ricardo. Number three, look. 
this one's hard for me to, to talk about. Because he is under a lot of pressure. He really is. He, this will be his second year at McLaren. The car is good. Alright. Now, do things change now that there are new cars coming in for this season? I mean, Lando Norris is looking really good. He's the one controlling what's going on there. They're building the car for him, but now with these new cars coming in, hopefully Daniel's been at the factory talking to people, trying to get a feel for it. You know, doing some sim work. Alright, so when that first race rolls around, there's no hiccups. There's no easing into it. He should be ready to go lap one, race one, bang. He should be right up there. He's too talented to be fighting from 10th down to 15th. He was struggling to even qualify, get into Q3. Yes, he got a race win. A few things had to go his way, but he, he actually qualified really well there. He controlled that race really, really well. Lando helped him out. Great team effort. The only one two of the whole year went to McLaren. And he had a fairly good start straight after the summer break. But again, last four or five races, he dropped off. So I'm going to put the pressure on Danny Rick. Big dick Danny Rick. BDDR. Come on, get it together, Daniel. Darren Avocado. Whatever they want to call you. Get it together. Do I think he'll ever go without getting a job? No. No, he'll, he'll retire when he wants to retire. Teams will pick him up. He's great for PR. People love him. But if you want to be at a top team fighting every year, you know, you don't want to be that guy who wasn't a world champion. We're going to start putting you in lists of the greatest non-world champions ever. Sit alongside Sir Sterling Moss. You don't want to be on that list. Lift your games. Number two. Coldies top five. Drivers under pressure, Alexander Albon. Now look, this might be a little unfair, but I'll tell you why I think he's under pressure. Because he's coming in. Again, second stint. First one, he went out spectacularly. All right? He's at Red Bull, struggling. Boy, well, sorry, he's at Toro Rosso. Get promoted, or Alpha Terry, whatever it was. I don't even know what it was when he was there. Gets promoted into the Red Bull seat halfway through the season. Sits there a year and a half. Struggles out of the sport. All right, comes back into Williams now. Against Nicholas Latifi. We are now going to see Alex Albon, who was racing in a Red Bull, all right, against Nicholas Latifi. It's going to be really interesting to see. Now we're going to get a good idea of where Alex Albon's skill set is what level he can actually drive at. Because we've seen Latifi non-stop for the last couple of years. So, is Alex Albon going to be able to blow him out of the water? Or if he's going to struggle and keep with him, then we know maybe Albon just never had it. You know, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's a gamble for Williams. I like it though. I like it, but that's why I think Alex Albon's under a lot of pressure this year. Because if he doesn't blow Latifi out of the water, I'll tell you what, other teams are going to be like, well, why do we want him? Why do we want Alex Albon up in our team when he can't even beat Nicholas fucking Latifi and his big jar of Nutella? And number one is... Cody's top five. Drivers. Under pressure. Woo! Dun, 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 dun. Under pressure. Dun, 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 pressure. It's going to be my little, my little sumo wrestler, my little fried rice. Oh my God, it's so racist. Stop it. Yuki Tsunoda, you're under more pressure than the city of Tokyo when Godzilla attacks. 
You are under so much pressure. I we are all shocked. Shocked. Red Bull gave you a contract. Sorry, Alpha Tauri gave you a contract for this year. Shocked. Yes, you finished your, your two races, either end of the calendar, were amazing. Bahrain, start of the year. You're taking on Alonso. I'm sitting back going, yeah, this kid's got it. Oh, great signing. Oh, rookie of the year. He's gonna dominate. He's gonna get a couple of podiums. He's gonna sh- he's gonna scare some people up the front. He did nothing for nine months. Then, back end, Abu Dhabi, P4? Final race? Yeah, a lot of shit went down, but P4, not bad. Not bad, Yuki. You're coming back 2022 now. All right. No more 55 red flags in a season. All right. No more binning it, costing the team millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. There are cost caps now. Okay. There's going to be a lot of pressure on you to actually bring it now actually put some pressure on Gasly because right now you should have been beating Alpine last year right but Gasly had to do it all by himself all by himself and you were too busy at the back of the grid piss farting around not good enough that's why I'm putting the most amount of pressure on you so we're going to recap number five Sergio Perez number four Charles Leclerc jerk the Leclerc number three big dick Danny Rick gives a girl the bone number two Alexander Albon and number one Yuki Sonoda in Cody's top five what are the white drivers that are for the 2022 season under pressure that's exactly what they are and it's going to be very interesting I don't think all five of them are making it to the end of the season especially number two and number one there is a good chance they may get swapped out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge chance. But we all don't know what's going to happen with these brand new cars. Let me know what you think. Head over to the socials at Parker my Fermi, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide in the DMs. I'll be there. I'll catch you. Let me know who you think is under the most amount of pressure for the 2022 season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of episode 103. Another huge successful show. But... Make sure you're subscribed and follow because episode 104, big announcement coming your way. Big special offers and discounts handed out for some very special sponsorship products that I've got coming my way for you guys. So make sure you're ready to listen. Head over to the socials as well. Park it in my family. Make sure you give me a follow if you want to support the show. Well, you support it just by listening. But head over to the Patreon link in description, patreon.com slash park in my family. Or Pimp, I can't remember what it is. But that's why I've got a link in the description. Join the Legends Club. Like these two absolute legends. Austin, the Queen. And our latest legend, Caleb, joining the Legends Club. You can see him up there in the skybox. Give him a wave. They're sipping on unlimited double Midoris on ice. And they get themselves a nice, big, fat, extra discount when they go to the merch store. Parkingbyfermate.com slash merch. But my muffins... My, my my dumplings, my loves, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.